the salmon can't keep waiting. Politics keeps getting in the way, and it's crazy. We talked about this a little bit last week, and more information coming out since we last spoke about what happened when farmers, tribes, lawmakers all came together. This, you think I'm joking if I'm saying that. It actually happened in Olympia just within the last month or so, where people who normally don't get along well started building some trust, started collaborating. I mean, this is something we've talked about a lot with Whatcom County's water issues and, and the need for that and that, how that's where the real solution lies. That's where the real solution lies for salmon recovery across Washington State. And that's been our problem with a lot of the, you know, water rights adjudication that the, the state has proposed and is pushing for Whatcom County. Uh, that's been our concern there is a the lack of collaboration, as well as this issue of stream buffers and restoring salmon. Um, you know, the, the concern had been not collaborating with a farming community. I mean, that's a key partner. We, we need to be all working together. And farming has a lot of that land along our stream. We, we've got to be working together to make that actually work if we're going to restore our streams. It has been working. The farming community has been involved with it. We've highlighted many projects here on the program of doing riparian tree plant, tra planting trees along our streams and a lot of uh, floodgates and a lot of other other projects that are helping salmon we need to do a lot more of course we know but it's when politics gets in the way that we have issues and things don't move forward this is the farming show welcome to a saturday morning dylan honkoop here on kgmi glad to have you with us it turns out uh, as we mentioned uh, again briefly last time uh, that Governor Inslee is is the one playing politics, the guy who says time and again how urgent things are for protecting salmon. Well, when people start working together and come up with a plan that isn't his specific plan, suddenly he gets all prickly and actually kills a salmon recovery plan, essentially, is what was being worked on in Olympia. Joining us right now, on the program is a guy who just recently wrote a column about, about it, but more importantly, he's a founding board member of the Nisqually River Foundation. He was a member of the Seattle Port Commission in the uh, in, from 2008 to 2016, and he ran for gover governor. You may remember his name, Bill Bryant, and he joins us again here on the program. Bill, it's great to have you with us this morning. Um, the salmon can't keep waiting, and and this piece that you've published via the Inlander, um, you know, for those of us on the west side, we maybe don't read that publication as much, but we should certainly be reading this piece because it's very important here, uh, titled, Disparate Groups Found a Way to Work Together to Preserve Riparian Habitat for Salmon, but Jay Inslee preferred, well, a different approach and torpedoed the whole thing. Uh, again, welcome. Thanks for being here. Explain what's going on with this. You bet, Dylan. It's great to be back on the show. Uh, you said, you know, in the introduction that, you know, everything was coming together to help protect salmon and restore riparian buffers along streams on, on private land. And we're talking pretty much uh, ranch and farm and forest lands that are private and the politics got in the way. It wasn't politics. Politics were actually, for the first time in a long time, working pretty well. You had Republicans and and Democrats and the Farm Bureau and tribal leaders all getting together and writing a bill they could all agree on. It wasn't politics that got yeah. in the way. It was the governor who got in the way. And as you pointed out, uh, he had a bill 
Uh, he did last year. He introduced a riparian uh, restoration bill. It came out that he had not, not only had not consulted agriculture on it, which we really wouldn't expect him to. He should, but we shouldn't expect him to. <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, but he hadn't even he hadn't even consulted his own department of agriculture. And not only were there concerns within the egg community, but there were concerns within other communities, and and it, it didn't go anywhere last year. I understood this there year, was a, a, a there was a broad section of the tribal community that wasn't even plugged into that effort yeah, last yeah, year, this, and that's this, something this we was, talked about a lot here on the program. The Lorraine Loomis Act, the the big dumb buffer concept of two hundred foot plus buffers on either side of so potentially four hundred foot swaths of streams. We calculated yeah. would have taken. You know, potentially 30,000 acres of farmland out of production in Whatcom County alone. And that's why there's no trust, because in the past, the governor has always gone in. And whenever he's talked about riparian restoration, you know, everybody, rightfully so, at least all the, you know, a lot of people in the ranching and, and farming community, they hear taking my land. Yep. And and this heavy handed regulatory approach that he wants to apply across the state, whether you're in and water uh, friendly, plenty, Whatcom County right. or water deprived Whitman County, you're going to still have the same standard. And it makes no sense, but it increases the bureaucracy in Olympia. All right. And at the end of the day, this is about Jay Inslee getting the credit and building more bureaucracy. Mm. If along the way we can save salmon, well, that's kind of an extra bonus. But we had this year another uh, another solution, excuse me, another bill by the governor on riparian. It came before the committee and Republicans and Democrats and ag and tribal members all were on different sides. They're all in each other's, not each other's throats, but they were all in opposition. And the chairman stepped back, the Democrat chairman, and he was like, you know what? I think that the agricultural community and the tribal leaders have a lot in common here if we just all step back and start listening to each other. And so he made a huge statement when he said, there's either going to be a bipartisan bill or there's going to be no bill, mm. which killed the governor's proposal because that wasn't going to be a bipartisan bill. No way. And it forced tribal leaders and the Farm Bureau and agricultural leaders to sit down and say, okay, what can we agree on? What can we move forward on? What will work? And how do we take into account that there are differences between the west side and the east side of the state? And there's differences between tribal concerns and salmon recovery efforts on the east side and the west side of the state. And what those people did was come up with a bill called 1720, which didn't put Olympia in charge. It put the local conservation districts in charge. And the local conservation districts worked collaboratively with the agricultural and the tribal communities to come up with practical voluntary solutions to repair riparian zones on private land. Republicans supported it. Democrats supported it. The tribal leaders and the agricultural community were behind it. It passed out of committee with bipartisan support. How often does that happen? Uh, and and on, on, on an important environmental measure, how often does that happen? I'll tell you, never. Yeah. And it, yet, it wasn't the governor's bill. And so when it went to the budget riders, the governor made it pretty clear he wanted his bill, not this one. 
And so deadlines just lapsed until it, it fell behind and eventually died. And that is all on him. And it betrays the fact that he's more concerned about getting credit or building up a bureaucracy than he is about saving salmon. Well, you know, that and, and again, we're talking with Bill Bryant right now, uh, a former candidate for governor and uh, a founding uh, board member of the Nisqually River Foundation, as well as uh, a person who served on the Seattle Port Commission uh, for eight years in the 2000s. Um, Bill, you know... In times past, in previous efforts on all of this buffer stuff and a lot of salmon recovery stuff, heck, a lot of environmental issues, period, you know, that's that will often be the pushback is, well, this is all just about bureaucracy and about having the state run it and a land grab. And I think oftentimes that's heard by people who are on board with the plan initially um, in the environmental community on the left, uh, typically the, the Democratic uh, folks here in Washington state, whether the lawmakers themselves or the, the general public say, Oh, come on. You know, th that's, that is just an attempt to get out from under this. This is an attempt to get out from under doing the right thing. You're just, you know, trying to find a red herring here to distract from doing the right thing, protecting the environment, even though that keeps being said and it keeps becoming more and more clear then indeed it is actually true that this governor is not about and and again we've seen that be a political argument in the past it's evolved to this point where now the governor is actively working politically working against a measure to protect the environment to restore salmon how do we get to this place well, how, how, well what's driving this i got to this place by a lot um but what I think he really was afraid of, Dylan, is I was. Af I'm, I'm. I believe that I can't prove this. I don't know what he was thinking, but I bet he was afraid it'd work. Mm. That we would have a bill that would put local conservation districts in charge, and that the agricultural communities and the tribal leaders would together voluntarily figure out what to work, what would work on different streams, different rivers, different tributaries, and come up with voluntary programs that fit the needs of that community. Rather than having it dictated from Olympia, mm. I bet you he was afraid that would work. And that then you would build a, a working partnership between the agricultural and the tribal communities. And he does not want that. Suddenly, it, it, for politi that, politically, it is much yeah. better to keep them on opposite sides of the fence. That's, and uh, that's, that's sad. Because but that it's means the that, truth. As you, said, it's, but as you said, that's when politics gets in the way of getting something done that we must get done so that our grandchildren will be able to see salmon return. And how people like Jay Inslee use divi you know, division, dividing people as a political tool to maintain and expand power. More that is more important than getting the objective accomplished or achieved, and that's sad because if you were really concerned about salmon recovery and you introduced and you were governor and you introduced a bill that was heavy handed, regulatory, one size fits all, all across the state, and it got shot down. But out of even though it was shot down, tribal leaders, agricultural leaders, Republicans, and Democrats all came behind an alternative plan, and your real concern was saving salmon, you'd get behind that alternative Say, plan. It might, yeah. not, it, it might not be yours, but you'd be like, hey, it's not quite the way I was going to get there, but let's take, let's try out your idea. The, That's it, what you would say. This makes it's me, not, it's not, go ahead. This makes me realize one of the arguments for having a heavy-handed approach 
that folks in Olympia, including Jay Inslee and many others, and one of their arguments has been, well, this collaboration that we saw just happen won't happen. They're saying, well, people won't work together, so we have to do it the regulatory route or even yeah, the litigatory the route. That, the problem with that, Dylan, is that it, there's an example of where it has worked. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that I'm the founding uh, one of the founding members of the Nisqually River Foundation. In the 1980s, the, the, the treaty rights activist, civil rights leader, uh, Billy Frank Jr. from the Nisqually pulled together tribal leaders, agricultural leaders like Wilcox Farms, Weyerhaeuser, Forest Lands, and got everyone at the same table. And in the 1980s, they began putting together a plan to voluntarily restore riparian habitat throughout the Nisqually watershed. I met Billy in the 1990s, about 10 years after he got started on a riparian restoration project in Muck Creek. And we worked together then and, uh, for years after that on projects in the Nisqually and to save Puget Sound. These were voluntary efforts. And because of the collaboration between the tribe, the Nisqually tribe, and agricultural leaders and private forest landowners in the Nisqually, the Nisqually today stands as an example of how you can put together a locally driven voluntary program to repair uh, watersheds and riparian habitat. The governor might say it won't work, mm. but the problem with that is we got an example of where it has worked. And this was an opportunity to scale up the Nisqually approach across the state. But you do that and you're putting power in local communities, not in Olympia. You know what? And if your objective is to put more power in Olympia and need more tax dollars, well, then you got to go with Jay's approach, not with a local approach. Here's the, the, the sad angle. By, by the way, this is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here talking with Bill Bryant, uh, former candidate for governor here in the state of Washington, former uh, Seattle Port Commissioner and uh, founding board member of the Nisqually River Foundation, um, talking about Jay Inslee's behind-the-scenes efforts to kill a bipartisan collaborative effort between Republicans, Democrats, tribes, farmers, and others to protect salmon. Yes, it's the governor who is standing against the salmon protection, salmon restoration plan. It, it's just bonkers. But when you look at it, you see what's really going on. You, you think about how this all played out is it finally becoming clear to some to, to more people now what what the mo is of this governor well, is, is, I don't this, know, is this finally you know, he, a, a step he, too far i don't know because i don't know how many fingerprints are all over it um you know his his natural resource advisor testified against the bill um but you know he might say that that was it and he didn't really have anything to do with it and i can't prove that he did i just have heard that you know his opposition put a chilling effect on the on the budget committee yeah um, and I've heard that and, from uh, multiple other sources as yeah, well. Yeah, but, you know, what's a chilling effect? Uh, it's just unfortunate that he had an opportunity to get behind it, and he didn't. Well, and, and, and it, you know, you say it's about him hanging on to power. Really, he shows here that he did because he killed it, right? Well, he certainly didn't help it along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact I mean, this, that I mean, even you imagine, though Republicans... If you, had, if you had Republican and Democrat support, yeah. and you had tribal leaders, and you had agriculture coming on, if the governor had said, this is something I want to see happen, you got to believe it would have moved a little bit more than it did. No kidding. Um, but, I mean, does it show, again, that he can he can still do this? It's it, Even when all these parties, disparate parties, support it, he still has... The 
the the power to kill it. That is kind of a dictatorship, well, it's, isn't it's, it? It's not. No, it's an, it's a being a governor. I mean, it, a governor can weigh in on legislation she or he doesn't like. I mean, then they do. It's just really unfortunate that this was a bipartisan uh, bill with a lot of support. And he kind of had his advisors go out and let legislators know he didn't support it. Why? Why not? Why not move forward on salmon recovery? You're not going to hear. So there's not like an alternative out there that can pass instead. So instead, it's another year where we're not going to move forward. Why not give this voluntary conservation district-centered approach a chance? Yeah. Well, and they had the opportunity to do that, and they didn't. I think this. I mean, I think everybody in the state of Washington needs to know what Governor Inslee did here because I believe it's unconscionable and it's directly opposed to what most people embrace and what Jay Inslee says he embraces, which is improving, protecting the environment in our state, uh, salmon in particular, uh, and not only their importance to uh, the environment, but also, you know, indigenous communities and the cultural importance. There's just so much wrapped up in it. And we've been preached uh, to about this for so many years from none other than Jay Inslee and others and now he's the one standing against it. It's bizarre. It's maddening. But I think everybody needs to know so they can start asking some real questions about what this guy's MO is at the end of the day. Um, yeah. What, do you, so you don't think this will have any, you know, political ramifications uh, longer term as people start to, to see that maybe the, this guy isn't what he's what he says he's about? Well, let's hope there's no longer term because longer term presumes that he's going to be in office for more than the rest of this term. And uh, right. this state's too important and precious to me to go through a fourth term of Jay Inslee. Yeah. And well, I mean, the, the political ramifications I, I was hoping for uh, and mentioning were negative ones for Jay Inslee. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I'd prefer to see. So, I mean, the, the guy shouldn't keep winning elections with the way that he behaves and not just on this. I mean, we've talked about this many times on this program of different issues where he's played these kinds of games. To me, this is the, one of the most stark to date of him ignoring the public good, the environmental good, and instead playing the power game. Uh, Bill Bryant with us. Uh, again, the piece that he has on it, you, know, you can find it in the Inlander. You can also find it at, uh, you know, we're sharing it at Save Family Farming, Whatcom Family Farmers, etc. on social media, because we think everybody needs to know the truth about what happened here. Uh, the Bill Bryant, again, a founding member of the Nisqually River Foundation, uh, as well as a Seattle Port Commissioner from 2008 to 2016, and uh, somebody who ran for governor. Um, uh, and boy, uh, how uh, that would have been different uh, had we had somebody of his integrity as governor. But there's there's my uh, last plug, Bill. Great to have you on the program. Thanks for hey, continuing Dylan, thank to you. highlight this stuff and, and and still being involved. 